ooey gooey Hong Kong fooey. It's your boy Big Breezy, aka Be Nice, aka the Guru, aka the five-time champion, aka I'm gonna help you win a championship. And thank you so much for joining me on this beautiful, beautiful Friday, May 15th. I'm here with you, you here with me. It's the quarantine, it's the lockdown, zone coverage time, baby. Let's go! Let's go! Zone coverage, it's Friday, baby. The sun is out. I'm feeling great. I know you feeling great. You here with me. We all chilling. We about to get into this fantasy football. I got some news for you guys. I got some buy or sell, you know what I'm saying? I got just some information I'm giving you guys. You know, it's a light day today. You know, I, I, it's Friday, so I wanted to keep it light. I didn't really want to get too, like, on a whole bunch of stuff. But I'm just going to throw some information at you. Maybe it'll help. Maybe it won't. A little draft information. A little dynasty information. You know, buy or sell. Let's get in here. Let's get this news. Let's get it going, man. You know what I'm saying? I got your emails. I got your um, your Twitter questions. I got everything, man. You know what it is. Zone coverage. Let's get this show on the road, baby. Let's go. News and headlines. News and headlines for this week goes down like this. The NFL is extending their virtual offseason all the way to May the 29th now. You know, man, with this COVID-19 stuff, it's just a lot of stuff going around. I think the NFL is just taking a more precautious approach. I think that it's the best thing, you know, when you have a lot of people involved, you know, you just want to take take precaution, be safe, you know. It's all good. We're not we're not in a rush right now. The season is not like right up on us right now. So, you know, let's just kind of extend out the virtuals offseason, let people hold it down, and uh, we'll get back into it. Um, oh, man, Joe Mixon is in talks with the Bengals. I like hearing that. Um, I guess they're going back and forth. From what I'm hearing, the Bengals want to sign him for a long-term deal because, I mean, he's a young, he's a really good back, you know. He does it all. Joe Mixon's really good. So I think you, you sew him up with Joe Burrow and that offense. I mean, you, that solidifies you guys. Um, you're building up a young offense, and you got a running back, you got a quarterback, you got a new receiver, T. Higgins, and all those guys. You got veterans, A.J. AJ Green basically teaching the young guys how to do it. I like it. I really like that move. Um, so Joe Mixon in talks with the Bengals. Um, Mike Tomlin, he fully anticipates Big Ben being ready. I told you guys before that Big Ben had been working out. Big Ben is fully healthy. He's basically good. He's just waiting to get, hey, he ready. He ready to start practicing with the guys. So Big Ben, that's, I think he's going to have a big season. That Steelers team, the old Wiley vet, big boy, Big Ben, he ready, man. So please believe he's going to have a, I think he can have a top 12 season. Um, top no no top 15 I think you have a top 15 maybe top 12 quarterback season so watch out for him uh Mike Glennon signs with the Jags you know all that time we thought maybe Andy Dalton might go down there uh because of his ties with Gruden but Andy um Andy Dalton signed with the Dallas Cowboys you know and then Mike Glennon you know he's just a reliable backup man with the Bucks. He uh, graduated from NC State. I remember, I'm, you know, of course, I'm from North Carolina, so I remember hearing Mike Glennon. Uh, every opportunity he gets, is, it's funny, because every place he's went, he's went there, and then all of a sudden they, they draft a guy, or they got some younger guy there and who always takes his place. So he's a career backup guy. Um, 
you know, Mike Glennon, he's a good backup. So the Jags got their backup. Cam's still out there. Cam's still out there. But, you know, and Cam did say he was he's, he's ready to take a backup job. So, you know, that surprised me that they signed him instead of Cam. But I think, Cam, honestly, I think Cam's going to end up in um, New England or Pittsburgh Steelers. So you heard it here. Cam Newton, I bet he's going to end up New England Patriots or the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Jared McKinnon. Oh, man. Blessing to Jared McKinnon. From what I'm hearing, um, he's still not making cuts off that knee. It's healing up, but it's still not making cuts. I honestly, I don't know. I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back to do something. But honestly, I don't know. Um, I just hope he can, you know, I hope he can walk. I hope he can have a good life the rest of his life. Because his knee, man, that, that that was devastating, man. So I hope he can come back. You know, the 49ers are still, you know, holding on to him. They still got him under contract. So we hope he can get back. But, you know, as you know, they got Mostert and they got Tevin Coleman up there. So uh, we'll see, man. But Jared McKinnon definitely not making cuts. So hopefully the time off right now is kind of giving him time to heal that, heal that knee. Um, so, yeah, blessings to Jared McKinnon. Uh, also, uh, Jason Peters is working out. Uh, Jason Peters is the big old tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, as you know, uh, it was thought that he said he, he might retire. And then now he's saying, yo, I want to play. He's he's an all-time great, all-time great, all-time great. Should have been on all-decade team. Um, or was he? I got I to gotta look at it. I think he was on all-decade team. Um but maybe he wasn't. Uh, but uh, Jason Peters, wherever he lands at, trust me, the Dolphins, the offense will need it. They will, they, they will be a boost because he's a beast, beast. Um, so Jason Peters, hope he lands somewhere to hopefully help out the run game somewhere. Maybe in Philly. Maybe he'll go back to Philly. But maybe they'll, you know, let him go somewhere else. Uh, Lashawn McCoy. Speaking of Philly, Lashawn McCoy um, says he's open to returning to Philly. You know, he wouldn't mind a little, a little Philly return. That's what he said. That's what he said. It'd be cool to have him back up uh, Miles Sanders. You know, Darren Sproles is out of Philadelphia now. So it'd be kind of cool if LaShawn McCoy could go to Philadelphia. Listen to me. I got Miles Sanders, so I don't want him to go there and get too much work. But it'd be cool to have him as a little backup. You know, he's always, you know, he's a good backup. He's a great backup. Um, so, yeah, McCoy, maybe going back to Philly, maybe. And this is good news for you guys in the Giants. I spoke with you guys um, about the Giants a couple episodes ago or in the last episode I spoke about Danny Danny Dimes and um, the Giants well now listen to this Jason Garrett said that the Giants offense will look similar to what they did in uh, Dallas so if they give you any kind of you know thought of what could be you know Zeke type numbers compared to Saquon or Danny Dimes compared to Dad, you know so there, that offense right there, you can kind of look how they did in Dallas. You know, what they was doing, it was prolific. Look what that did last year. Look what um, Zeke's been doing the last five years. So that's good news for Saquon. And that's really good news. I like it for Evan Ingram because you got to um, think Jason Garrett used to love going to the tight end. Jason Witten. So Evan Ingram, I think they're going to run run a lot of stuff through him just like Jason Witten, but he's way better receiver than Jason Witten. Not the blocker, but I think he's a ba- way better receiver. And now you got to think who's going to be that number one receiver? Who's going to be that Omari? Who's going to be that, that Des Bryant guy? Is it going to be Slayton? 
You know, is it going to be uh, Shepard? Is it going to be uh, Golden Tate? You know, who's going to be that guy over there? I think personally they're going to more move that to Evan Ingram and let him be that tight end number one for the team. And then everybody else will be the number two. And then let Saquon Barkley catch him out of backfield like Zeke. Little screen that screens out of back. And then boom. That's just my opinion. Uh, but we'll see. I like it, though. Jason Garrett's a good, good. He's a good offensive coach. Um, not a good head coach, but he's a great offensive coordinator. So I like it. I think that offense is going to be helped out. Danny Dimes is going to be, he's going to be rolling. He's going to be rolling. Um, uh, more news, more offensive news. Bruce Arians says that the that his offense is going to look like his offense, but with more Tom Brady influence. So Tom Brady influence, you bring in Gronk, you got OJ Howard, you got Cameron Braid, you got those two stud receivers and you got that the, the running back at the backfield I'm telling you Tom Brady's gonna love life he Tom Brady influence offense you already know Gronk Gronk boop 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 Mike Evans boom think Mike Evans whenever Randy was there what was what was uh, think Randy Moss Patriots 2007 like I'm telling you Mike Evans or Chris Guy one of them guys gonna eat eat on them deep balls I think it's gonna be Mike Evans and then you gotta think Gronk and, and OJ Howard or break one of them guys is going to be eating it up because that's what Tom Brady does. And who's going to be that question is, is who's going to be that little, little slot receiver? You know, who's going to be that little who's that little guy, the little Danny Amendola, little Wes Welker guy? Who's going to be that guy? That's my question. Who's going to be that guy? That's what I want to know. Um, I don't know who's going to be right now. They got some little cat over there. Uh, I can't even his name's slipping my mind right now, but they got a cat over there. I think he, he might be all right. Um, little fast, little 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 fast, little fucker. So, Tom Brady, that offense, man. If you telling me it's gonna have a Brady influence, what has Brady done his whole career? That tight end and that little slot. So that could be Chris Godwin. That could Chris Godwin could be that little slot that just boom, boom, boom. We'll see. But I think tight end and that slot. If you got those guys, Tom Brady's gonna be influenced. And then you gotta think, you know, Evans deep ball. Let's go. Um, I like it, man. So that when you tell me that Brady influence is going to be on that offense, I, I, I love it. Um, speaking of uh, his old receivers, Mohamed Sanu is out of his walking boot. Um, as you know, the Patriots did not pick up anybody in the draft as far as receivers. You know what I'm saying? But what they did was they picked up two tight ends. And for what I'm hearing is they like their two new tight ends. Devin Aseyase and um, Dalton King. They picked those guys up in the draft, but Devin Asayase, basically, from what I'm hearing, the story is, is Bill Bill Belichick called Chip Kelly because Chip Kelly was his coach at UCLA. He called Chip Kelly before in the third round to see, hey, should we come up and get this guy? Bill traded a four, an extra fourth round pick to move up to pick him up, and we know he loves them that that offensive that that uh, athletic tight end. So think back to Gronk and. Um, uh, 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 I forget his name. Uh, Aaron Hernandez. So you think about those guys, and then you think about Wiggins. You think about ben, um, uh, 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 Watson, Ben Watson. All those little tight, the athletic tight ends they had. You put those guys in there. So I'm telling you, both those guys, both those uh, Dalton Keene and uh, Devin Asayase are athletic type tight ends. So um, if you got, any, if you can pick up those any of those two guys, I will pick up one of them because one of them's gonna shine. And I'm thinking it might be Devin Asayase. Uh, but Dalton Keene, he's got just the opportunity. We'll see who comes out of the pack. But from what I'm hearing, the Pats want to go to that two offense, that 
two tight end. They want to get back to that. Um, give J.S. Stedham a little something, something right there. Close quarters so he can just dump off the passes whenever blitzes come or whatever the case may be. Uh, then you got um, uh, White coming out of the backfield. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, that, that offense is going to be all right. NK, uh, you got N.K. Uh, Harry, you know, and kill Harry. Sorry, and kill Harry back in that back. Uh, receivers. I mean, it's that that. Mama Sanu. I mean, trust me, Bill's gonna make it happen. Bill is gonna make it happen somehow or another. He's gonna make it happen. I don't know how he's gonna make it happen, but he's gonna make it happen. That defense is always good, so just watch out for that. I like the two tight end stuff that they're gonna get back to. If they can develop those two young guys, watch out for them. Um, T. Y. Hilton says he wants an extension from the Colts he wants to be a Colt that's what he says he says I want to be a Colt but the problem is is I love T.Y. but the problem is he's always hurt and he's getting old and you got Pascal you know you got you got the Pittman just came in there you know and so you got guys back there right now that are ready to eat so I don't know. I mean, T.Y., I love him. He can, he can teach those guys. I like him having him around because he's a veteran. He can teach these guys. That's what he does. You know, he's really good, but he can teach these young guys how to play right now. And so I like have, I like having him around for that. But at the same time, if you're gonna, you can't pay him a big, big amount of money because you want those young guys to come in and play. You want those guys to come in and right now and do their thing. So I think uh, T.Y., if he can take a pay cut, he'll they'll keep him. But I think if he wants... You know, if he's trying to ask for a large amount of money or something like that, they're they're gonna look other ways. They're gonna look at get rid of him. They won't resign him. Um, but Ty, man, he's been a, he's been a beast for years. Andrew Luck's beast uh, had him for years, and then you know whoever is a quarterback, Brissett, whoever was a quarterback, he's been beasting. So Ty's Ty, man, do what you gotta do, stay there. But they're trying to move on. You can tell because they draft. They got young receivers. They got young guys in there right now, and they're not afraid. So Ty. Do what you got to do. Anthony Miller news. Anthony Miller says, now, listen, we've been waiting on Anthony Miller to do his thing for the last two or three years. I know I did. Two years ago, I picked up Anthony Miller because everybody was like, oh, he's fast. Chicago. ah." But Mitch Trubisky, no. Mitch, no. Mitch is trash. Chicago, no. Until I find see somebody that Foles, maybe if Foles gets in there and plays, maybe. But I don't like Mitch Trubisky. As long as he's the quarterback, I'm not messing with any of those guys. The only guy I would touch there. Uh, is is um, Allen Robinson only guy with touch there? Uh, uh, David Montgomery, eh? I like David Montgomery. I was big on him last year, but I just they they don't use him right. Um, he started running hard towards the end of, towards the end of the year. Um, I thought he did. I thought he ran hard all year, but I, he started running really hard towards the end of the year. I think he figured it out, put his head down and just hit that hole. But um, uh, I don't I don't like. Naggy, I'm not really a naggy guy. Um, I, I just don't. I think he outsmarts himself sometimes. So Anthony Miller, he says he feels good, but I'm just not big on him. It is what it is. Listen, we've been waiting on him for a few years. He got hurt last year a little bit, and then Mitch just was trash. Um, so eh, Anthony Miller, bleh, thumbs down on that. Whatever he says, he's good, but whatever. Um, and lastly, what I want to talk about is this. So the Falcons, the Falcons. They didn't came up. Offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter basically said, you know, the main question he 
he, they signed him, but they still got a question of his, Ty Gurley's knee. Apparently, they don't even know if his knee is good because given the COVID-19 stuff, nobody's been able to go out there and like sign and like send people to the doctors and have people do physicals and all that stuff. They ain't been able to do none of that stuff because it's just virtual. So they don't know themselves what they're getting with Ty Gurley. And you can kind of see the hesitant, hesit, hesitation with them because every single time they give a guy the number one position, Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, the last couple of years, those guys have always got in hurt or they've been injury prone. So they're hesitant about giving one running back the main, main workhorse load. But if Ty Gurley comes in and earns it and shows that he's healthy, they're going to give him the ball. I mean, he's always scoring. T- he scored like 12 touchdowns last year, 10, 12 touchdowns last year. So he's always, he's scoring touchdowns, but he really didn't get a lot of carries. And so they was trying to take care of him. So I'm thinking, you know, Atlanta probably giving 15 carries, 15, 18 carries a game, something like that, just to keep him, keep him good and keep him fresh. But they're not going to give him that that three down back stuff. They're, that's that's not. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's only 25, 26 years old. You know, Tiger is young. You know, but that knee, that degenerative, degenerative knee, it scares a lot of people. So. Todd Gurley, we'll see what happens with that. I think he might be all right. I think he'll be good, man. Honestly, I think he might have a good season. But the Atlanta Falcons, yeah, that says a lot, man. They don't even know how he feels. So that's a big question to them, too. Um, but yeah, Todd Gurley's in Atlanta, and we'll see, man. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, all those guys. You, but listen, don't just throw Edo Smith out of the out of, out of, out of the backfield now. Edo Smith is going to be there. Edo Smith going to get some carries. You got Brian Hill. I'm not worried about him. But Edo Smith, I'm telling you, you're going to hear about Edo Smith throughout the year. I thought he ran hard last year whenever he was given an opportunity. So Atlanta's got some stuff to work with, man. That whole division is going to be crazy. So they're going to have to put up a lot of points. So Todd Gurley, hey, man, get in there, run hard. Hopefully, hopefully you'll stay healthy. And that is the news. Some potential league changes for 2020. Um, Things we're going to look at are, you know, players would be tested before and after practice and before and after games for COVID-19. As you know, with the quarantine and with COVID-19 coming through, there being no vaccine yet. um, We got to figure out something to get the guys back on the field. So these are some of the things that they're trying to implement, um, given um, the state of sports these days and given that. You know, we want to play, but we still want to keep everybody safe. You know, the thing is, is the safety of the players is what we're really talking about. Um, also, teams that are in states where the government has, like, said that they couldn't play or they weren't allowed to be, you know, do anything or they can practice or anything like that. What they would do is, is they would instead play, pr- play and practice um, in the closest state that allows that to happen. So just ha- so just so happily, if you're in California, California has different rules. They're more liberal. So we're, so they don't really want to take any chances. So the the Chargers and them, they would probably go to Texas or something like that. You know what I mean? Or whatever state or Arizona, whatever state um, that would give them the right to let them play. Um, I'm think I'm hearing that coaches and players would be asked to sign coronavirus waivers. Uh, I don't agree with that. Um, I wouldn't sign a waiver if I was a player, but I think most probably will because at the end of the day, we want to, they want to play. They want to get paid. So, 
But the the waiver for me, it's like, eh, eh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's like, come on, man. If something happens, take care of me. You know, I'm, I'm out here playing. I'm risking my life for you guys. Why do you need a waiver for that? You know, just, hey, if something happens to me, take care of me. That's all. The waiver kind of like washes your hands of it. I don't know what's in the waiver. I haven't read it yet. But it's it's interesting that they would send out a waiver. Um, and also, this is probably the biggest thing for me is um, the playoffs and the Super Bowl. There wouldn't be any fans. There will not be fans at the Super Bowl. Um, that's crazy, man. That's crazy to think that, uh, you know, Super Bowl, however long, wherever it's going to be taking place, February, January, wherever it's taking place, whatever time, things could move. But there might not be fans at the Super Bowl. So these are things that I'm hearing that are going on, um, that I'm hearing that could be potential changes. Uh, <laughs> it's a different world we live in, guys. So just want to give you guys some heads up on it. All right. Ooey gooey. We got a hot take. We got breaking news coming into the show. Word is that James Harrison was on the radio and he said that Mike Tomlin, after a hit, after the Browns game years ago, after a hit, Mike Tomlin came up to him and handed him an envelope. Now, Basically, what he's saying is, is he got hit. He hit somebody and they gave him a fine. James Harrison said that the gist thing that Mike Tomlin ever did was hand him an envelope. He didn't say how much. He didn't say what was in the envelope. He just said he handed him an envelope after the game. So, oh, my goodness, man. The NFL's looking into this. James Harrison is going to get looked into it. They're going to investigate. You already know because Sean Payton got caught up in it. He got suspended for a year. If you remember, Bounty Gate against Brett Favre, the Saints went on to win the championship, and then they supposedly, Greg Williams put a Bounty Gate up on a whole bunch of players throughout the playoffs. Said, "Who, hey, if you get some, if you hurt different players, you get you get paid. You get you get you get a different you get a boost of money." So now, supposedly, um, James Harrison says that Mike Tomlin was basically you know incentivizing his players. Basically, you know that's what they're that's basically what they're saying. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying this is a hot take, and I just got it in on the show. So James Harrison says on the radio interview that uh, after a game, after he got fined for a hit against Cleveland Browns, that Mike Tomlin handed him an envelope. Ooey gooey. That's a hot take. We we can hear more about this. I can't wait. So breaking news, hot take. Now, in today's session of Talk with Breezy, I wanted to really just touch on a few subjects. One being the Dynasty Leagues type draft. Now, I just had a Dynasty League recently, and it's a 12-team Dynasty League, PPR, half-point PPR. Um, we have 10 positions. We have uh, two, two flex positions, uh, two receivers, two running backs, one quarterback, one tight end, one kicker, one defense. All right. Um, so basically what it is, is I can basically start four receivers or I can start four running backs. You know what I'm saying? I can have two running backs and then the two flex positions. I can have two of them or I can have three tight ends, You know, one tight end and then two in the flex. So um, I made my league like that because I thought it would be interesting. Now, the draft came up and... Every 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 GM has their own way of doing their things. You know, I have my way of doing things. 
they have their way doing things and whoever has their way doing things. All right. But what I really wanted to talk about is um, trading older players in a dynasty league to get top 10 draft picks or to get draft picks. I did it early. I tra- Okay, I'll give you an example. I traded Mark Ingram and I traded a guy, my first round pick, number 12, and Mark, Mark Ingram because I won a championship last year. I had a 12th pick. I traded him, Mark Ingram, and the number 12 pick, and he gave me Odell Beckham Jr. Okay? So now my thought process behind that was running back Mark Ingram, He's 30. He's going to be 31 years old. So I'm thinking, all right, cool. 31 year old running back. We know about the 30 year old, 30 and above year running backs. Most of the time they start decreasing in value. All right. And production. The Ravens picked up J.K. Dobbins. I, this was before I knew that, but they picked up J.K. Dobbins. They got Gus Edwards. They got um, uh, Justice Hill. So and they got Lamar Jackson. So I was thinking, OK, cool. Let me just get rid of this guy because he had 10, 12 touchdowns last year. But I'm not in like 900 yards or something like a thousand yards. Well, I was like, okay, cool. Odell Beckham Jr., He's you buy low on him, right? You buy low on Odell because Odell has had three down seasons. You know, he down seasons, he's been hurt. He got traded, you know, 1,000 yards and three or four touchdowns. That ain't shit for him. You know, that's, that's, that's down years for him. So what do I want to do? I wanted to look at that. I needed a receiver. I wanted to run four wideouts, you know. So I traded older Mark Ingram. 31 years old and Odell Beckham's 26, 27. Let me pick him up. You see what I'm saying? Now that I thought that was a good value. You know, you got an older running back and then you're picking up a younger receiver, which receivers are going to be to me. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have a five, five more good years. You know, he's 27. So you can think five more good years, four to five more good years. Mark Ingram, one to two more good years. If, if that, plus they got other people in the backfield. So you never know. So my thought process was, all right, let me get rid of him. Let me run four wideouts. So now my wideouts are, I got Mike Thomas, I got Devontae Adams, I got Odell Beckham Jr., and I got DK Metcalf. So I'm running four wideouts, and then I put in the two running backs. Now, that, to me, that was a smart move. Now, if you're looking at other situations now that I heard about, you know, just give, throwing this one out there. Say I got Devontae Adams. I'm not looking at trading Devontae Adams because he's at the top of his level. And you want me to trade him for a top 10 pick. I'm not doing that because then picks. Think about this. A few drafts ago was it Inkel Harry, DK Metcalf and all those guys. If you'd have traded something and then picked up Inkel Harry as a receiver, you'd have been mad. The Patriots went over there and developed it. All right. But then DK Metcalf comes out and he's like he's like a second or third round receiver. And all of a sudden he pans out. You see what I'm saying? And you pick the first one. So it just you just never know And with the receivers. But what I will say is this. The running backs, to me, are a little different. If you can get a top five or a top ten uh, draft pick running back, those guys pan out. If you just look, I mean, you look, I mean, throw out Trent Richardson and, and, and you know, bummy Trent Richardson. But everybody else, Zeke, Barkley. McCaffrey, all these guys, they pan out. If you're a first round running back, usually, if you're a first top five, top 10 running back, they're higher. The, the, the value of that runs higher. So now that right there would be something that I would look into. I still wouldn't trade Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams is a proven commodity. 
And this is what I'm getting to is, is if you got a proven commodity, commodity, you're not trading that proven commodity for a question mark. Now, if that question mark is if you got Barkley come out of college and you got a chance to get him and trade that it's a little different because the running backs are a little different. You're, it's hard to find those Barkley, Zeke's, McCaffrey's. It's hard. To, it's hard to find those guys. It is. So because usually when you pick those guys, you know, when they come out of college, they're going to be who they are. They're going to put up numbers. They're going to dominate. This is the, it's, the track record is there. You know, Adrian Peterson, you know, all these running backs that get picked up high in the first round, they come out and they ball out. That's what they do every year. So I feel better about the running back situation of trading a commodity, uh, a proven commodity for a running back. But with the dual back the way it is, you could trade a proven commodity and then next thing you know, you get something back. And then guess what? J.K. Dobbins or, or Jonathan Taylor, you get them back and then they're in a, they're in a shared backfield. And you're still not getting your true value for it. Now you just traded a a, a 1,300-yard guy, 10 touchdowns for a question mark that you think is going to be good in the next few years. Now, listen, if if, if you're rebuilding your team, please do what you got to do. But I'm speaking in terms of if you're trying to win a championship right now, you got to have a mixture of players. You got to have a mixture of young players and old players. You got to have a mixture of... um, super elite guys and you gotta have a mixture of guys that can come up and develop you know because in a dynasty league you're developing players you're holding on to players you know i picked up jordan love in the third or fourth round of our dynasty draft because i just was like all right cool let me just hold on to him you know let me just hold on to him and see what he got and my thought behind that it is you know i'm trying to win right now i'm more of a win now person i'm not worried about you know what happens five years from now you know i'm still building my team to compete for the next five, 10 years, but I'm not really worried about as much as doing that, you know, as rebuilding my team. That's why I'm going for players that want to win right now. Now we had another player in our league, few players in our league that was rebuilding their teams. You know, he sold a lot of his players and he picked up draft picks. He had five draft picks in the first round and he picked up some good players. You know, I think he picked up Henry Ruggs. He picked up Justin Jefferson, you know, all of the, you know, he got five elite guys, five elite guys. So he's lessening his chance of failure, but they're still unproven commodities. But like I said, he's rebuilding. So that's okay. He's looking to the future. So now he's rebuilding. So he's doing what he's got to do for his franchise. You know, but that's what I'm saying. You got to know where you are, know where your position is, know what you're trying to do with your team for that year. Don't get caught up in the names. Don't get caught up in uh, what everybody else is doing. You got to look at your team in Dynasty League and base that upon where you're trying to do. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to head to? Are you trying to win a championship this year? Are you trying to win it next year? You got to look, you know, let's look at the rest of the teams for a second. Do you have an opportunity to win? You know, do you have an opportunity to win? You know, if you, if you're sitting there, if you finished 12th last year and then you look at your team, you're like, damn, I need to rebuild. Okay, cool. Well, get rid of a few of them older players, you know, get rid of a few older ones, pick up some, pick up some draft picks and try and rebuild your team, you know, or, Make some trades. Try and get back in it. You, that's the thing. Only you know, but I'm just telling you, you can't give up on your team and you can't just go in there and just start picking players and just think you're going to do this and trade this player and trade that player. You, you got to make moves uh, that, that are going to lead you somewhere. Make moves that are going to lead you somewhere. You know, where are you headed? You know, don't just make blind moves. Make a move that's going to lead you to the next move. You know, what's going to get set a goal? What your championship should be your goal. 
Every year, a championship should be your goal. You know, if you can't win a championship, what's your next goal? You know, what are we trying to do? Are we trying to win the division? Are we are we are we just trying to make the playoffs? You know, are you are you trying to uh, go undefeated? Are you you know what's your goal for that year? And when you're drafting, you got to stay within the confines. You got to stay within your your goal. So that's my main thing is just knowing what you can do and don't be don't think that just because there's a lot of draft picks up there that all of a sudden you're going to trade players and all of a sudden these guys are going to be good because these guys are question marks. They come out of college. You don't know who these guys are. So don't give up high commodities just for guys that are question marks. You know, you got to be you, if you can't be sure about it. I'm not giving like I say, don't give up um, a strong receiver. Don't give up. I'm you know, don't give up. Uh, Mike Thomas, because I honestly I thought about trade me. I thought about trading Mike Thomas, but in the end I thought, damn, there's no way in hell I'm trading Mike Thomas. He is the best at what he does right now. And he's gonna be there for the next five, six, eight years. Why would you do that? You know, for something that could be, you know, could be. No, you stick with the stick with the for sure thing. Unless, like I say, I'm I'm in a good position for next year to to maybe go back to back. So. When I'm drafting, I'm looking at, I'm trying to win right now. You know, I picked up, you know, a few players, but it wasn't, I didn't have a top pick. You know, I traded it, but now I got ODB. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So you got to just weigh, weigh your situation out and do what you got to do for your team. But I'm just telling you, don't, don't strategize blindly. You know, think about what you're doing, understand what you're doing and then execute it, you know? There's my draft dynasty information for you guys. That's that breezy talk. Thank you. See it, baby. You buying or you selling? We got some buy or sell questions in. First question is David Johnson question. Will David Johnson finish better than he did last year? Well, David Johnson finished 38th last year. Uh, in fantasy points as a running back. Yeah, of course. I buy that. I buy he's going to finish better than he would have did last year because, number one, he's he's on a better team, I think, as far as him. You know, look, man, sometimes you're getting a fresh start. I like where Arizona was, but, you know, he, he had been banged up. He kept getting hurt over there. So apparently just what, you know, sometimes you just need a new, new look, a new scenery. I think... Bill O'Brien will help him out. You know what I'm saying? Bill O'Brien, you look at Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller always put up kind of good numbers. You know, he just was, I think Lamar Miller just, every time I looked at him, he was fast. But every time, he just always got, he got clipped by one person. Always. One one tackle. That one hand tackle would always get him. He could never break it. So, I didn't really like him. But he put up numbers. He put okay numbers. So, David Johnson, I think David Johnson is a way better running back than um than, than Lamar Miller. So, I think David Johnson's gonna have a, a, a way better year than he did last year. Honestly, I think David Johnson's gonna be—he could be top fifteen running back last year, next year if he stays healthy. So yeah, thirty-eighth to top fifteen, I think. So David Johnson, that is the man. I'm buying that. I'm buying David Johnson, baby. I'm telling you. Next on buy or sell, Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman, buy or sell. Raheem Mostert leading the backfield. Uh, I'll buy it with a super hesitation. Super hesitation. Um, I'll buy it just based on what they did last year. I mean, they felt like it seemed like San Francisco and Shanahan um, 
it seemed like he kind of started favoring Mostert in the playoffs. I mean, they got him. I mean, he he was just running the ball. I think he had like uh, four or five touchdowns or something like that in two, three games. You know, Mostert was dominating. You know, he he had some huge games in the playoffs. So, I mean, it looked like that they was ready to give him a chance, but we know them, them Shanahanigans. Next year, all of a sudden, we sitting there putting that, putting our eggs in one basket for Mostert. We're buying that. We're buying that. And then Coleman's going to come out and, you know, be the main running back. I'm buying Mostert being the, the like, I guess the main guy. I guess it'd be, it's like a 50-50, but more like a 60-40 or a 55-45, something like that. Um, I don't think by much. But if Coleman stays healthy, he's going to be right there. I mean, they like running two bags. They run with the hot hand. So it's really a dart throw. You don't know. I mean, like I say, I, it, that's why I say it's like a I'm buying with hesitation. Eh? Buying with a question mark. Buying. Uh, I like Raheem Mostert. He's fast. And look, he's worked hard to get where he's got to, man. He's been through a whole bunch. I don't know if you know his story, but he's been through a whole bunch. It took him a whole lot to get where he is right now. And he's taking full advantage of it. Big shout out to Raheem Mostert. But Shanahanigans, I don't like how any of the Shanahan's you remember back in the day, Denver, Mike Shanahan, all them running backs. <laughs> I mean, Orlando's or Orlando, uh, who was it? Orlando's Gary, um, uh, Monty Ball, um, uh, Clint Portis. Uh, I mean, shoot, it was a whole bunch of them that literally rushed for a thousand yards, like every year after year after year. And then all of a sudden it was Shanahan against, he was like, they were just putting people back there. Who knew? Who knew what was gonna go on? You know. Um, so I don't really like the Shanahan's. The system is a great running system, but all of a sudden, you know, they want to. They want everybody to be involved. They want everybody to get a handle, and they want to. Um, they want to keep you guessing. So I like most it. I'm buying that, but with the question mark. So if you listen to me, if you're smart, get most it, and then pick up Tevin Coleman too. That's the that's the remedy. Next question. Buy or sell Chris Godwin having a better season than Mike Evans? Uh, I'm selling that. I think Mike Evans is going to step back in. I think Tom Brady knows how to butter his toast. I think that's what they say. Um, He knows how to really, really get things going in Tampa Bay. I think he knows that Mike Evans is one of them guys. He's a diva receiver. If he don't get the ball, then he's going to start causing trouble. You know what I'm saying? He's going to walk around with the moping face and all this. And I just know, if I know Tom Brady, Tom Brady knows his players. And Chris Godwin is going to be one of those guys. He can he can be the secondary guy and still be happy. He just He's a good guy, you know? Mike Evans, if Mike Evans um, is unhappy, that could that could be detrimental to the team. Because he's one of those guys that once he starts, if he's not getting the ball, he's going to mope around and you're going to see it. He's, gonna, he's not going to block as well. He's not going to do things as well. He's going to run his routes as crisp. But I got better faith in Godwin if he don't get the ball as much, then he, you know, he can still keep it going. But Mike Evans, um, and Mike Evans is gonna be the guy there. I think Gronk's gonna be a big time red zone guy. I think Gronk's, I mean, I think I think Mike Evans is gonna be the downfield guy. I think um, you got uh, Tyler Johnson coming in the rookie. He's gonna be right in there, and then you got Chris Godwin gonna be middle, in you know, middle and deep. But I think. Uh, Mike Evans is going to be the receiver there to own. I think Mike Evans is going to have a, probably a 10-touchdown year, um, 1,200 yards year. So Mike Evans all day. Next, buy or sell. Buy or sell Juju Smith-Schuster having a better season than Devontae Parker. Ooh, 
Ooh, that's actually a good question. I mean, it sounds like Juju all the way, but Juju finished 66 last year, last year without Big Ben. Devontae Parker finished as a number seven receiver. So oh, he had a crazy last little seven weeks. Hmm, I think I'm going to... Ah, Fitz Magic, you got Fitzpatrick down there. He's going to be throwing the shit out of it to Devontae Parker. They're going to be down a lot. Big Ben's coming back. So you know Juju's going to have a better season. You know what? I'm going to... Honestly, I don't know, man. I want to say Juju is going to do that because I know what Juju is. And I know that uh, Big Ben's going to get in the ball. But you got to think Devontae Parker them. They're going to probably throw the ball a lot. And they're going to be down a lot. But I don't know. You know what? I'll jump out on a limb. I'm selling that. I'm going to say Devontae Parker's going to have a better year than Juju. I'm going to sell that. Yeah, it is what it is. I'll take a chance. Take a chance with me. So, yeah, I'm going to say Devontae Parker. It's close. It's super close. It's really, really close. But I'll say Devontae Parker. I'll buy. Um, I'll sell it. But I'm buying that um Devontae Parker will, will have a better season than Juju, but I'm selling that Juju's going to have a better season than um, Devontae Parker. So, yeah, I'm picking Devontae Parker right there. I mean, I like Juju. I think he's going to have a bounce back year, but I just looking at all this, like Juju, like Devontae Parker's going to be down. Fitzmagic throws the ball a lot. They're going to be just slinging it. Tua, Tua's going to get in. He's going to be slinging it. They're going to be looking for somebody. So, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. Buy or sell. Scooty. What up, Guru? This is Dean calling out of Royal Oak, Michigan. My question for you is, what do you see for the future of the Redskins' backfield? Uh, specifically, what's going to be Geis's role when and if he comes back? Uh, leadership? Direction? Love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Thanks for your question, Dean. Well, to give you some very honest information, uh, the Redskins offensive backfield and the whole Redskins team is just in disarray They're They don't know what they want to do. Who knows what they're going to do. They just got rid of Chris Thompson. Um, they had, they had a problem with their left tackle. You know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness, man. They're just honestly, when you let go of a guy like Trent Williams, I mean, he's a, he's, he's an all world left tackle, right tackle. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know what you're trying to do. You know what I mean? I really don't know what you're trying to do. Uh, they got Dwayne Haskins. They got Ron, Riverboat Ron. You know, I like it. But to speak on that backfield, if, you know, Trent Williams would have helped that backfield tremendously. You know, Geis is always hurt. Adrian Peters is getting up there in age. I think the only bright spot for them, um, Geis has been good, but he's always hurt. Every time he gets the ball, you, you see the flashes. You see the flashes. You see it. But he's always getting hurt. Adrian Peterson is Adrian Peterson. He's just getting older. I think he's he he can still do his thing. He can still run hard. You know, he can teach the guys how to play. But the, my thing is, is, there's this guy named Antonio Gibson that they just drafted. That he's the guy that you need to watch out for. You know what I'm saying? They just drafted Antonio Gibson, and so from what I'm hearing, Ron Ron Rivera feels like he could be a Christian McCaffrey ish type. So that's. Pretty high praise, considering Ron Rivera was in Carolina, 
And you think about Antonio Gibson's skill set. He says he's versatile and he can play like him. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, he says he's a Christian McCaffrey-ish type player. So to me, when you take that into account and then you think about the last guy from Memphis that I seen that came out and ran real, really hard was D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo Williams was a hell of a player. Now, I'm not saying Antonio Gibson was is D'Angelo Williams because Antonio Gibson played receiver and running back, or he's just an athlete. But the Redskins like him at running back. They like him. So we'll see. I mean, I think he's going to be versatile. And if, if you got Antonio Gibson or if you got guys, I would look at maybe getting Antonio Gibson just to kind of back up and have him as somebody in there. Because you got AP, you got guys, the older and a guy that's hurt. If this guy Antonio Gibson, he's 6'2", 220. If they want to use him running back, I don't know. But if they want to use him running back, apparently they see something in him that we don't. And from what I've seen on the tapes, the boy is an athlete. He's a, he's an athlete. So I think it's something to look at. Um, I wouldn't put a lot of faith in guys. So if you can get away from him, I would. That whole backfield is going to be a mess. That team's going to be a mess. You got Haskins. You know, we don't know who he's going to be. You know, I just don't know, man. So I, I wouldn't really, I would kind of stay away from the Redskins people. But Antonio Gibson is one guy that I, I feel like is a bright spot, especially whenever you hear the praise of, you know, he's got a little bit of a Christian McCaffrey-ish skill set. You know, when I see that, I'm like, that. my ears raised. So keep your ears open. I think the Redskins will be, you know, they might win four games. They might win four, four games. Um, but you might see Antonio Gibson come out of there and be somebody. So keep your eyes open. Guys, eh, I don't think if guys can stay healthy, yes, he's good. But I don't know if he's going to stay healthy, and I don't know AP. AP's still going to be AP. So stay away from that, but it's it's a mess back there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Zone Coverage. Man, I'm so blessed to have you guys with me, man. I'm going to keep this thing rolling. Next week, we're going to get into some divisions. I'm going to start with the NFC South, and we're going to continue on all the way to the AFC South, all the way to the AFC whatever, man. We're going to keep this thing going. Let's get it, man. Zone coverage. You know what it is. Keep hitting me with your uh, emails, bxharden at yahoo.com. Keep hitting me on Twitter. Zone coverage, baby. Coverage underscore show. Coverage underscore show. Hey, Stay blessed. Until the next time. Yay!